All right, I'm here with professional better Harut Masoyan, also known as Bet Like Harut on Twitter. Harut, welcome to Props and Hops. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for having me on today. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure connecting with you recently. I know uh, I've gotten so much out of listening to your conversations on previous podcasts like The Business of Betting with Jake Williams and Circles Off with Rob Pizzola and Johnny from Betstamp. So um, I, I think that having heard those conversations and then getting to meet you at an event like Bat Bash was pretty surreal. And when you were at Bat Bash, I'd be curious for any highlights or takeaways from the experience that you had at the first time that an event like this took place. Yeah, I mean, it was the first time I've ever been to anything like that, a networking event with a bunch of different guys in the industry. It was really cool to put a face to everybody's name, you know, guys I've talked to on Twitter, guys who are partners I do business with, you know, have betting partnerships with. It was just cool being able to spend a few hours, grab a few drinks, have some good conversations, um, give some people advice, get advice from others, um, and just you know, be able to create a network of other like-minded people, people who are passionate about this industry where we can, you know, provide value now and in the future in, you know, areas that we can help each other out. Yeah, for sure. And on that note, I've, I've mentioned this a few times in recent conversations, but the more people I speak to kind of as I build my network, so to speak, I'm hearing more about the value of networking when it comes to the sports betting space and really succeeding and setting yourself up for the long run. I'd be curious to hear if you could speak to the impact of networking in your own sports betting career to this point, and maybe one networking tip you might have for other bettors. I mean, you know, I've always been the kind of person who likes to just leave myself available to people who have questions. And I've always been willing to help people who are curious to, you know, learn more about a specific topic. I just, I've been able to meet a lot of really cool people through this way, kind of an open hands approach on Twitter. And people have always dropped messages and we've been able to go back and forth and just build relationships and friendships, you know, find ways we can possibly help each other out, whether they're in the forms of uh, betting partnerships or, you know, in, you know, it, even in business relationships, ways that we can help each other away from betting. It's just been a cool experience. I think knowing people in this industry is super valuable. It's not like there is a whole ton of us anyways. So just knowing the right people and, and building good relationships with uh, people who are respected in this industry um, is, is a great thing to have. You know, your reputation is super important. Your credibility, making sure you can be someone that other people can, can trust is, is super important. And I've been thankful that I've had a ton of cool people to meet, not only at Bet Bash, but just on Twitter and gambling Twitter and, and being able to go back and forth with guys who helped me a lot in this business. Yeah, it's like you're reading my mind because I wanted to transition to gambling Twitter from there, knowing that it's a great way to build your network, increase your base of information sources. And I'd be curious to hear if you might have one or two gambling Twitter follows you'd recommend. Ideally, maybe people that aren't already super popular on the space, you might not have much of a relationship with these people, but if there's anything that comes to mind where you found value, maybe one or two follows that you think deserve a little more attention. I mean, you know, that's a tough one because there is like so many good ones out there and I don't want to be unfair to a lot of the good ones out there. And I mean, I have a lot of friends in the space and a lot of them on, on Twitter do provide good value in their own ways. Um, there's just, you know, too many to name. 
But I mean, once you get yourself involved in gambling Twitter, it's like you'll be able to discover different profiles yourself and really see what fits best for you. It just there, there's a ton of cool people out there, and you're able to find value in in you know in different people in different ways. Everyone has something to share in their own way. Yeah, for sure. And for somebody in your shoes, what do you look for in gambling Twitter that gives value to you when you follow someone? I mean, of course, you know, my business revolves more around like building partnerships with people, guys who, you know, are interested in having, you know, professional betters to help them, you know, get money down in accounts and, you know, eat. With, with that process too, it's not just about me like getting an account and betting into it and not really doing anything else. Like every person that I've met on gambling Twitter who has given me an account in some shape or form, I've always been the type to also be a resource to them because a lot of people, they, you know, they also want to learn and, and try to come up themselves and possibly even do, you know, what I do uh, eventually down the line. So I've always been the kind who likes to, you know, if they have questions, answer it for them, kind of point them in the right direction. Um, maybe they have, you know, questions that need to be answered that is, is something that they've been curious about. And a lot of people um, are kind of hesitant to share certain things, but I truly believe to, you know, if somebody's genuinely curious to learn something, I'm always going to help them out and guide them in the right direction. Yeah, I think that's great. It reminds me of a conversation I was fortunate to have on this podcast with Captain Jack Andrews um, the day of Bet Bash. And when he was talking about networking, he mentioned that when he started out as an advantage player, he felt like he needed to guard a lot of his information. And he's afraid that if he was open with it, then it might work against him. But he noticed that the more he networked and kind of the more collegial he would be with others, the more beneficial it was for him overall. And he saw that in a lot of other people, too. So I think there's a lot of alignment there. Um, between what you said and what Jack had to say. And on a similar vein, uh, in a similar vein to gambling Twitter, I wonder if you listen to many sports betting podcasts. I know you've been on, again, two of the best with the business of betting and circles off. If you do listen to them, uh, are there any diamonds in the rough you'd recommend or, or what do you look for to, again, extract value for yourself? I mean, a lot of the podcasts that I've been on are podcasts that I believe in. That's why I, you know, happily been a guest on them. Um, you know, Spanky's podcast is great. Be better, better. He's had a lot of great guests on there, guys who have a lot of experience. So he definitely, his, I like his podcast because it provides a lot of wisdom to just general wisdom from different peoples and, uh, in the industry, guys who have had experience for a really long time. So if you're looking for uh, good advice from people who have been in there themselves for a really long time. I think it's a great listen. Um, I do, I've been on the Circles Off podcast with Rob and Johnny as well. Their podcast is awesome. It's really great. It's one of the best ones going around right now. I've heard a lot of good feedback from others on it as well. I, I like the topics that they cover. It's very, it's very relative um, every week and everybody's engaging in it very well. I, I truly like that podcast a lot. Um, Jake's podcast is also really good. He he brings on a lot of good uh, people, different variety of people in the industry. He he keeps it fresh. Different people are always coming in on there from all spectrums, and I've enjoyed listening to that one as well for for the past few years. 
Yeah, a lot of good stuff out there. I, I would endorse everything that you just mentioned. And while I've got you, I'd also like to touch on, you know, the NFL season being right around the corner. I know that you approach the market differently than a lot of bettors who are relying on models and originating everything on their own around the clock. But I'd be curious to hear about how you're approaching this season. I don't know if there's a specific angle. I mean, I'm much more focused on, you know, the process than any specific picks. But, you know, as we stand uh, just really a couple weeks out from week one kicking off, uh, how are you looking at the NFL season right now? I mean, we're obviously preparing ourselves. I mean, there are a lot of, you know, better edges early on in the season. Things are moving a lot more drastically than they than they typically move later on in the season. So we're just preparing ourselves. I mean, it's been slow the past couple months uh, relative to how the, the, you know, the fall and winter seasons are. So we're just trying to prep ourselves, stay fresh, and, um, you know, get back into the repetition of having long weekends and, and being mentally prepared for what's to come. I mean, college basketball, uh, college football and college basketball and all these professional sports are right around the corner. So just setting ourselves up with the right resources and, and making sure we're staying up to date with information and monitoring the market as much as possible is important for uh, guys who specialize in what we do in this uh, sports betting industry. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned the repetition and maybe a bit of a grind ahead. And again, it can be, you know, a labor of love. It's not just a, a grind that doesn't bring any joy to anybody. Um, but at the same time, it's a lot of work. And I'm understanding that there's not an answer to like, oh, here's what the typical day or the typical week looks like. When you talk about a process that involves a lot of repetition, what are some of the key points that you're looking to hit on to make sure that, you know, you mentioned preparing a lot right now. What are you like, really trying to hone in on if there are a couple of the top things that you're making sure you're prepared for? Well, I mean, we've expanded our team a lot over this past um, summer. We've brought on a couple guys who are, are trading along, me and Drew, and we just put in a lot of time into them, and they've been genuinely curious, and they've been wanting to get into this industry, and they're guys who I've truly believed in since day one, and I've been just investing a lot of time in them to help them understand and apply some of the you know techniques i use in this in the trading market for sports to uh, be able to you know perform at the level i've been performing over the past couple of years so it's been more of an expansion summer for us i've put in a lot of time to train uh, the guys who are working with us now because i really want to expand and, and have more resources within our business so that we can approach the market um, with a lot more, you know, personnel, because I mean, it's not so easy to do it with two people on, on a busy slate, like on a Saturday. So just having more people on our team and guys who I can, you know, train and, and sharpen up for the busy season is going to help us drastically this year. Yeah, I really like that answer, because I feel like a lot of people listening to this who bet don't do it professionally. Most people don't do it professionally. And I think there's a lot of relatability to a lot of us with day jobs. And if you're managing somebody, it's the, you know, the same concept that any one person only has so much bandwidth to go around. And there are times where you're preoccupied with something, or maybe there are other life obligations and you need to step away for a bit. But if you've put in the groundwork up front to build out a good team, that can carry you really far, even when you have to maybe focus on other things and you can delegate to people you trust. And really, I think the benefits of putting in a lot of, a lot of the work you've described this summer, 
uh, can really compound over time. So it sounds like a really prudent approach. And whether it's in betting or, or other businesses, I think there's uh, you know a lot of application across the board there. One more thing I wanted to connect on would be uh, something, I guess this is a term I, I owe Captain Jack Andrews the copyright for, aspirational sharps. Um, I would love to hear if you have any advice for people who might be you know, listening to conversations like this to try to get smarter. They have multiple outs and they try to you know, shop for the best line. So they're probably above average betters, but they're not on the brink of going pro. I think even everybody who is pro right now has probably been there at some point. And for people in that position of, yeah, let's use Jack's term, an aspirational sharp, is there anything that you think they could be doing given the betting landscape right now to put themselves in a better position for the long haul? I mean, a lot of guys, especially even at even at Bet Bash, I met a couple guys who approached me and asked, you know, respectfully asked if they can ask me a few questions and, and help them with a few things they had in mind. And I think curiosity, like, goes a really long way. Captain Jack, you said he calls them aspirational sharps, and I think that's a, a great way to put it because they genuinely are passionate and interested in this industry, and they want to make something of it. And I think that just having that curiosity and, and putting yourself in front of good content, stuff that can hit you in the right direction, is super important to um, your your foundation and the core to learn new things, um, different concepts that can potentially hit you in the in the right direction. For example, me when I first started, I didn't know everything. I, you know, I was inspired to become a, a great better, but it didn't happen overnight. And I, I think that that's far from reality. Uh, anyways, there's a lot of things that have taken place for me. I've learned a little bit, you know, every day to get to where I am now. And I think just taking a natural progression and just leaving your perspective open, having an open mind will allow you to absorb good information such as you know, ones in this podcast or others to kind of help you, you know, piece things together and say, hey, you know, this makes sense with this. If I, you know, understand this, now I can understand that. And just tying everything together helps you, you know, graduate and go to that next level and be able to apply yourself on a more advanced level um, on a daily and weekly and monthly basis until you get to where you want to be. And then, you just make adjustments and refinements, see what's working for you, what you can improve on and do better, and just keep that process going until you get to where you want to be. Yeah, I think we'd be hard-pressed to top that answer with uh, anything else betting-related for the time being. So I'd like to take a, a quick moment to weave in the other pillar of this podcast, and that would be the hops. Uh, of course, I, I would say that the hop selection was a little bit limited at the Ashford during Bet Bash, but we were able to enjoy an easy drinking lager called Cruise Control by Two Roads Brewing uh, to pair with some tacos at the dinner we enjoyed before the event. And I'm wondering if there were any other drinking experiences, maybe a favorite drinking experience uh, from your trip to the Jersey City area for Bet Bash. Uh, we, we honestly didn't drink that much when we got to Jersey because like I said, me and my wife had gone to Europe for uh, a few weeks. So we mm -hmm. were honestly, had a bunch of drinks out there, so I was just kind of taking it easy there. But I mean, the the beer the beer that we had at the, at the taco place I forgot to ask you was actually pretty good and and refreshing. So what what was that what was that beer called? You said 
Oh, cool. Yeah. So that one was called Cruise Control by Two Roads Brewing. Uh, so they're, yeah, based back east. They're not in Jersey City, but they're nearby. I believe it's Stratford, Connecticut. And my father-in-law is actually in the New York area, and he does a lot of cycling and has gone through Two Roads. And he's recommended it to me a few times. So when I saw that on the menu, I know what a good taco spot it's You can do, you know, Corona, Modelo, and that's perfectly fine. But when I saw a lager by Two Roads in, and I knew what we were going to be having for dinner, it just seemed like a really nice pairing. And we didn't need to go too heavy heading into Bet Bash. So it was also just nice having an easy drinker to get that ball rolling. Yeah, it was actually really good. I I had that, that beer was actually pretty refreshing. I liked it a lot. Cool. Awesome. Well, glad to hear it. Hopefully uh, when Bet Bash 2 rolls around, we'll have a chance to enjoy a few more together. Uh, but before we totally wrap things up here, I want to make sure people know where they can find you if they're not following you already on Twitter at BetLikeHaroot. And uh, yeah, on that note, I want to thank you again for your time, both at BetBash and uh, today having this conversation. It was so awesome connecting in person. Again, I told you before we started recording this, but uh, so the listeners can hear, like making a good connection at an event like BetBash is awesome, but it felt like it just wasn't nearly long enough that we got to connect because there were so many other other people to network with as well. So that has me really encouraged to have, you know, kind of started this relationship, but already looking forward to BetBash 2 and your neck of the woods in Vegas. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. I mean, this Bet Bash one was honestly good. And knowing that the next one will be at a venue as big as Circa, I can only imagine how how many people will come out and how great it's going to be, um, especially because of the event that's taking place during that time with all of the uh, college basketball. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I think it's Final Four weekend, and it might just be uh, the Final Four weekend to end all Final Four weekends. So I'll look forward to seeing you again then and uh, hopefully being in touch a decent bit in the meantime as well. Thanks again, Haru. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. Take care. Got a 